victims of the punt time here. Uh, we're previewing the Rose Hill Winter Cup meeting, the time-honoured listed race over 2,400 metres. But we'll also delve into the quaddy legs as well for the meeting. Mark Sheen, Mark Roden join me as always. Mark Sheen, uh, the meeting overall, rails 6 metres for the most part. It's... Uh, 1,350 metres to the winning post, four metres the remainder. Are you expecting anything uh, in particular there for the Rose Hill meeting? Um, yeah, probably uh, you'd want to be in the first half of the field, definitely. I think six metres is normally a, an advantage to be on the rail there at Rose Hill. Um, I don't think we got as much rain as expected, so track only a, a dead five. Clear day here at the moment. I'm not sure if we'll get showers later in the day, but... Um, I certainly don't think we got as much rain as uh, most thought we would. Okay, that's promising. Mark Roden, welcome as always. Uh, this meeting, what does it look like at first glance? Um, pretty standard. Good size, good size fields though, and if they hold up, um, not a not a bad betting card. Um, not not what you'd call an exciting day's racing on paper, but uh, there's a few different angles, I suppose. Okay. Well, we'll start off in race six. It's a benchmark 78 over 1,500. Love Tap is the current favourite. Just trimmed up a little bit uh, earlier today into best available $3.30. Zing is $5.50, as is Great House, which opened up a bit shorter. Steely is $8. Everything else is double figures. Mark Sheen, I'll start with yourself. Do you have any leaning towards any of these horses in the market at present? Um, I thought uh, Zing drew well to, to get a good run in transit here, was very negative um, out of the barrier uh, last start and got a long way back and made up good ground. I'd expect from barrier three that she'd position up a lot closer in the run, probably about fourth or fifth on the rail. So I think she can certainly uh, run well here. So I've got her on top. Love Tap's a bit of a query. Um, they did run fast time in that race at Doombin, but, uh, you know, he'd only had one soft trial going into that, so uh, he probably did have improvement uh, in him, but just looked short enough to meet around that 340 mark, so I'm going with number 11, Zing. Eduez, another one who comes in well at the weights, but uh, she doesn't win all that often, and she'll be a long way back in the run, so probably the... the, the uh, the way the track plays would be important for her. Great House only had the one soft trial, uh, and he'll probably be a long way back as well. Okay. Mark Roden, your thoughts there to start the quaddy? Yeah, very similar. Just just the jockey engagements sort of clouded me up a bit. I wish Tommy Berry was on Zing. Um, don't know why he's not, to be honest. It looks the best chance from the stable in the race, especially after the map. Um, that said, uh, look, there's no denying Sam Clipperton's got a low strike rate, but this time of year there's a bit less uh, depth in the jockey ranks in Sydney, so uh, he, he, look, the race seems to just fall into his lap, so he, he, I think she'll get um, she'll get her chance, and I think she's a good value at $5. Love Tat, yeah, I thought he could have done a bit more in Brisbane first up. I hope I'm not being... Um, I haven't confused myself by watching that other big grey one post slug Bethancourt at Warwick Farm on Wednesday because there's a few similarities. I think that perhaps a bit better horse than Bethancourt, but uh, there's just a few similarities in their action, I think. So I hope I'm not towering up with that brush. But I think he's a chance in the race, but I don't think he should be favourite. I think he developed a bit of a reputation in the spring, starting favourite in some group races, and that might be feeding into his price a bit uh, for tomorrow. Uh, that said, he does look in that well. But Zing looks the better value, and I agree. Air to air was the other one. Um, just the racing style puts me off. Um, and Great House, I think Great House is making the market here. He's got ability, but he 1500 just looks too short. I don't think he's 
I don't think he's got a, a turn of foot to win at this distance first up. He he certainly showed, looked like he had a turn of foot when he went second up in Sydney last prep, but they went really hard that day, and it may, that may have been deceiving. I think he was just still rolling along at the one pace rather than showing acceleration. So I think 1,500 first up might be too short for him. Okay, that's fair. Let's have a look at this feature, the Winter Cup over 2,400 metres. It is a listed race. In terms of the market, Parry Sound, $3.50 is the best you're getting at the moment. Knight's Orders, four forty. Stockman, $5.00. And then you're out to double figures. There's Inverloch at 11, Wugok at 12, and, and upwards for the rest there. Mark Sheen, do you have any thoughts here in the feature? Um, look, uh, I thought Stockman, I know he's on a three-week-in-a-row backup, but um, I thought he was pretty gallant in defeat last week with uh, a big weight. Um, this track should be something similar to what he raced on last Saturday. Looks to be decent pace in the race with uh, Inverloch, Wugok, and also Knight's Order, so I don't think they'll loaf in the race, and even though he's drawn a bit wide, I think Abdullah can take him back um, from uh, where he starts from 14 and uh, just slot in in the second half of the field, and uh, with that solid tempo up front, hopefully uh, there won't be any bias. I think bias is a bit overplayed in staying races, so yeah. um, I think he'll get his chance from the back of the field, and I'd like to be on him, Stockman. Parry Sound, probably short enough. He's got a chance, but I don't know if I could come at him at, at 340. Uh, away from that, uh, well, yeah, I don't know. Looks, Knight's order looks short enough to me, so not overly fussed on him. Okay. Mark Roden, any thoughts there in the staying race? Yeah, Stockman for me too. Just I wish he'd drawn better to be super confident about him. Um, I sort of made this mistake last week. I bet around no compromise because of its... It looked to have a sticky map too, but they did run along in that race. I know that was Randwick and this is Rose Hill, so there's a bit of a difference there. But um, there was a bit of speed in that race for a mile and a half race. They spread out and he got the perfect run and he was really never going to lose. And, and he, he really did have the drop on Stockman uh, and some weight off him too. So, um, look, if, if this, if our Dara can give Stockman a similar under that, I, I think he'll win. And I think $5 is a really good price. Um, Second back up in a row, but he'll be hard and fit, and he's got that 2,400-metre run under his belt now. I think they're, they're both ticks. Um, Perry Sound, I'm not sold on at 2,400, to be honest. He's won at the trip, but he was odds-on favourite in a midweek race and fell in that day, and I thought he peaked on his run uh, in a race that, to the eye, looked under suit for him last start. And, um, the mayor, uh, Polly Gray, was pulling away from him on, on the line, to be honest. Uh, he had his chance there, so I've got a slight knock on him at 2,400. Knight's order... Uh, and Wugok were ridden impatiently in that race. I thought Knights would have fought on really well. Needs 2,400 metres at least. I think he will give a great side in front, but um, the market has tuned right into him. I couldn't get him as short as the market has. Uh, so, and... No, Inverloch, you know, been a good field in the Wagga Cup, um, but that was a peg for him. He was big odds that day. Whether he can back that up at the 2,400, I'm not 100% sure. So, Stockman for me... Um, and just fingers crossed he, he gets gets in somewhere from that gate. Do you have any thoughts or any uh, data on the New Zealand horse, the good fight? Uh, heavy tracker and, yeah, if it was a heavy 10, I'd be entertaining him, yep. but it's not, um, <laughs> to be honest. His drier track figures don't seem to be good enough. He had a couple of runs in Sydney uh, a couple of years ago. Um, you know, he was, his runs were so-so. I think he ran in the Newcastle Cup from memory. He might have run about sixth or seventh, but, yeah, he looks a bit one pace from, from memory. Uh, let's have a look at the benchmark 94 over 1800. Race 8, Mooburys is favourite. 
around that $4.40 mark. Bottega is $6. Pandano, $5.50. You've got Mr. Dependable, $9.50. Sosa Legrisa, Welsh legend, Monsieur, Monsieur Sisu. They're both around $10. It's pretty wide open. Uh, Mark Shane, can you help me out here? Uh, no, I've just got the pen out here. This, this looks uh, pretty tough. Um, uh, look, I thought Welsh Legend would run a better race here um, on a drier track. I know it has a horrific uh, barrier, but um, if it gets any sort of luck in the run, I thought it uh, might run a race. I don't know what to do with Pandano coming off a uh, run at Scone where it did get bottled up. So I think he can probably improve off that run. So they're the two that I'm looking at at the moment. Bottega was probably in the worst part of the track at Scone on the inside. Got a bit of weight, but uh, he could certainly bounce back. Uh, Muber is probably short enough now at the price. Uh, I think it's a dreadfully hard race. Uh, personally, I'm not going to have a bet in it. Okay. Mark Roden, any stabs for yourself? Um, don't have to bet in this race. Yep. It's not a bad race, but it's, well, it's very tricky. I thought Batiga, I, I've got Batiga on top. <clears throat> But I'm not going to be breaking my neck to get on. Um, yeah, excuses for it. It's going. Um, actually, last time he raced over 1800, he walked in at Randwick um, last year. He hasn't been tried over that trip since. So perhaps he's looking for it, but he does have to be taken a little bit on trust, I think. Um, Pandano, who knows? I mean, he, he was really keyed up to win that provincial championship. Um, he did have some excuses at Scone, but. Look, he may be over the top now, you know, but they may not get him back after that autumn campaign that he was set for. Where are after that? Mr. Dependable, he, I think there's a bit of competition for the lead, so that makes life hard for him. Uh, Muber is, yeah, got a, he's up in class down in weight. I think that might be a little bit overplayed in his price uh, at the moment. Actually, I thought it, look, if I was going to have a bet in the race, it might be on um, Milkman at 30 to 1. Ran on quite well, I thought. Not a bad race in Brisbane. Steps up to 1,800. Chance on his best form, and Flukers hope at 30 to 1, but it is that kind of race. Okay. Don't mind it. Uh, that brings us to the last race nine on the card, which is the benchmark 78 over 1,200. Expat is favourite at 370 from Majestic Shot at 6. Exotic Ruby and Starla around the $8 mark. And then Instant Attraction and Sarah are 10 to $11 each. Mark Shane, anything for yourself in the last? Oh, I think uh, the way the track's playing will be important for the, this race. Um, Expat will be able to probably get the lead on her own um, here, which she had to chase the other day, and I think she's a much better horse when she's in front and controlling. So if, if the track's favouring on paces, I think she's probably the one to beat under those circumstances. I think... Um, Number seven, Bring the Ransom, is a good chance here. I know um, coming off a race where she was pulled up, but um, uh, last preparation, but she's very good fresh and uh, she likes a bit of cut out of the track and from a soft barrier. Uh, if they can make some ground, I think she's got a hope. Starla is another one who's uh, trialled well and raced well first up, but uh, she does get back in the field. So I, I think this is very dependent on the way the track's playing. So expat for me... Um, if it's favouring leaders. Okay, bring the ransom best available at the moment is $19. Mark Roden, your thoughts there to, kick, uh, to finish off the card? Yeah, I've ended, I've ended up with Expat on top as well. Um, I'm fairly similar to the market, to be honest here. That 
Yeah, he couldn't get the lead and had to chase Black Caviar or Ballistic Lover or whatever it's called in that incredible <laughs> race that we, we just went a thousand miles an hour and kept going. Um, and the Majestic Shot was ridden a bit quieter than normal and went past Expat, but Expat had done all the chasing there and Majestic Shot was, had a better run. Um, I expect Majestic Shot maybe to come across and sit outside Expat this time. Um, it's probably, it's a good form reference. I mean, the time tells you that's a good form reference. Um, and I, I, yeah, but I think their prices are pretty close to what they should be. Starler, I, I really like the back. I thought their first run was great. Um, probably best ground that day, but still a really good run, really good figures. Um, yeah, just get getting back on the 60 metre rail, a worry. Exotic Ruby will map really well again, I think, but I'm starting to come to the conclusion she might be a bit of a cap and not, not a line finder. So, um, yeah, if. If these leaders are just winning, especially in the shoot races, um, I'll probably have to promote uh, expat a bit more and try and get on it because um, the map really could get a home. But I have a topic anyway, but not a betting race for me at this stage. Okay. Well, that brings us to the end. Just on that, is that what you're going to be using the first half of the card to try and identify? Or are you really not going to be able to get too much information out of, say, the first couple of races as a highway over 1,100, 1,800-metre race? Um. Well, I don't know. Look, just the stats tell you the front half of the field and, and probably inside barriers yeah. are preferred. Uh, not not essential, but certainly preferred. So I'm just going to play it that way. And if it becomes more pronounced than that, like for instance, <coughs> on a dry track, um, the last day of the Rose Hill Carnival, it was mad inside on a six metre rail that day. Only horse that made ground was hungry hard. It was just rails, 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 apart from that. Um, I'm not expecting it to be like that on a soft five, to be honest, but. Um, if it is playing that way, then a horse like Expat, I mean, the market will find it anyway, but it would have to be promoted. Okay. All right, Mark Sheen, your best thoughts on the card, whether it's best bet, best value, best lay bet on the program. Um, I've had something on Royal Zell in the first. Uh, I just couldn't get the difference with the price there with Cape Breton and uh, Royal Zell. Um, they clashed in a trial um, before they both raced, and there wasn't a lot between them. Cape Breton won midweek. Um, um, but just seems very short to me. It's slightly in the red and Royal Zell around the $4 mark. So I've had something on it. And I thought in race five, he's a hotshot trial particularly well, and I'm encouraged that the track won't be too wet for him. So normally races well fresh. Just depends on track pattern. Ramstein will probably be improved uh, with a dry surface and uh, the way the pattern of the racing should suit him. But I thought he's a hotshot if they can come from, you know, fifth or sixth in the run. Away from that, I think those last couple of races are very tough, but uh, expat, if they're leading in the last, also hard to beat. Okay, very good. Mark Roden, your best on the program. Yeah, not not a day I really want to stamp anything, but I think Zing's a good price. The, the runner's going to get it $5. Sure, beautiful. Sounds good. All right, thank you to you both. Uh, we'll catch up next week to preview the next Metropolitan meeting in Sydney. And until then, go well. See you, boys.